This is the Veritable Veteran Podcast, bringing truth and exposure to the struggles veterans and their families face post-military. What are you doing? This is my show. Um, not today. It's not. It's our show. Great. Hey everyone, I'm Evan. And I'm Lydia. You are listening to That Veteran and His Wife. Every week I interrupt my husband's podcast and we do a special episode together where we discuss the unique challenges veterans and their spouses encounter. Suit up. It might get weird. Hey everyone, it's Lydia, the one interrupting Evan's podcast. Um, It's going to be a little bit different today as uh, our family has been dealing with some kind of crazy stomach bug. We've been battling it with the last couple days and um, that's the reason why our, you know, that veteran and his wife episode um, never got up yesterday because, well, we were all sick. (laughs) And, um, but we still wanted to get an episode up. So because Evan is still sick and not, um, not doing too well, we decided that, um, I would go ahead and do today's episode. And I know I'm not as great of a podcast speaker as he is, at least not solo. Like I love doing the episodes with him, but this is a little bit different for me. I'm doing these by myself. So please bear with me. (laughs) Um, but, uh, again, I know it's not like what you're used to listening to, but I really hope that, um, what I have to say that, uh, you're able to take, take to heart and, um, and that it's, that it helps, um, some people. So, you know, if you've been listening for a little while, I'm Lydia. I am um, Evan's wife. He and I have been married for, are we going to be married for almost 14 years now? Oh my gosh. <laughs> See, I'm the one. I am the spouse who has trouble remembering dates and has trouble remembering how long we've been married. <laughs> See, I'm the forgetful one. It's so awful. I'm also the one who's got like ADHD. So like, there's that. That explains that. So if this episode ends up being all over the place, I sincerely apologize. But um, anyway, yes, we uh, we are going on um, being married for 14 years. I um, We got married while Evan was in the Marine Corps, um, but shortly before he re-enlisted. And so we spent about um, eight, nine eight years of his, um, military career, uh, married. And, um, and then, you know, then he got out. And so that just kind of gives you a little bit of backstory. So, you know, I was married to Evan for, uh, quite some time during his, um, time in the military. And then, you know, he got out and he's been out for, um, well, going on seven years now. And, um, so, I wanted to share that for those who are just kind of jumping in 
and you haven't heard any of our story. And if you um, want to hear our story, we share a lot of that in a lot of our previous That Veteran and His Wife episodes. And um, so if you go back, um, all of those episodes always premiere on Tuesdays. And um, you can kind of go back and we we start with our um, pre-transition story. So you can go back to part one of that and then just kind of hear our story of our time um, pre-transition, you know, before transitioning out of the military. And um, and so if you look at like every other episode from then on are our episodes that are together. And um, that way you can become more familiar with our story. But um, I just wanted to share some things from the side of the spouse. And this may be very sensitive for, um, I'm going to admit, this, this may end up being hard for the veterans to hear because I'm going to share the things that uh, the spouses struggle with. But then I also want to speak to the spouses and kind of speak into those, those things that we struggle with and kind of, um, give help and, um, just some, some guidance and things that have helped me. Um, but I will say, you know, for, for veterans, some of this may be hard to hear, and, um, and I just want you to know that, um, you know, I, I don't want this to become more of a struggle or more of a burden, but I do think it's wise for you to hear and understand the struggles that your spouse is dealing with. And because if you're not aware of those struggles, then, um, you know, then, then you're kind of in in this blissful ignorance of the things that your, um, your spouse is battling. And it's really important that you, you know them. Um, because when it comes down to it, marriage is, marriage is teamwork and it requires effort from both spouses. And it's important for you to know and be aware of, you as the veteran to be aware of what your spouse may be struggling with. I'm going to admit that this is a really raw episode. And, um, and if I sound like I am having to, to pause a lot, it's just because I am, because I am just trying to think of the right words to say. And, um, just because it is, it it is, a raw episode, just sharing, um, just the internal struggles that a veteran spouse, uh, deals with. Um, so that said, um, we're just going to jump right into it. So, um, something that Evan and I talked about or we mentioned in one of our prior episodes together was, um, the topic of secondary PTSD. So, um, I have been doing a lot of reading, of articles and stuff, just talking about uh, PTSD among um, veterans and especially combat veterans. And, um, and I will say that I personally, um, my personal experience is with a combat veteran. And so, um, 
So that said, there, there may be things, there may be aspects that I am talking about that may not necessarily, you know, relate to veterans as a whole. And, um, and I'm not saying, saying that to, uh, to say that like other, you know, veteran couples don't deal with these things. I'm just saying that even in the studies that I have read and, um, the articles that I have read, um, regarding combat veteran marriages, um, versus non-combat veteran marriages, um, studies, studies have shown that they actually, okay, so they actually did a study of Vietnam vets and they found that, um, combat veterans with PTSD were twice as more likely, um, to experience divorce and, um, and that the divorce rate amongst combat veteran marriages, um, was 80%, which is just, is such a mind blowing statistic, but it's important to know that because when you know that, um, then you can kind of understand why, when you hear, you know, all of these things that the spouses struggle with. So, um, one of the things that they actually talk about in these studies and um, these articles is the issue of secondary PTSD. And secondary PTSD is um, PTSD that occurs in response to um, to being close with someone who has PTSD. And, and it's essentially you experience PTSD as a result of, um, the symptoms and all the things that, um, that are occurring from, you know, the person who's close to you who has a PTSD. So, um, for example, a veteran with PTSD may, um, they also said, um, combat veterans with PTSD are more likely to experience, um, alcoholism and substance abuse and, um, more likely to experience violent behavior. So that said, you can then see why the spouses experience a secondary PTSD as a result of that, um, because they are bringing those, bringing those things into their marriage and then the spouses are struggling with, um, you know, with essentially the fallout of that. And, um, and I can say me personally, I absolutely, um, struggle with secondary, secondary PTSD. Um, I mean, I struggled with PTSD of my own from just my own experiences just as a child and things like that. And then, so I had my own, um, issues already to begin with, but then, um, you know, then with, um, trying to help, um, manage my, um, my veteran has veteran spouses, um, PTSD symptoms, um, I found myself struggling even more, and, um, and that's not, you know, I just want to clarify that's like not his fault per se. Um, that is just the way it goes, I guess you could say. And in the one article I was reading about veteran marriages and 
and the divorce rate and all of that and um, marriages with veterans who struggle with PTSD. They talk. This was actually an article specifically talking about the struggles of the spouses of veterans with PTSD. And they talked about the issue of caregiver, caregiver burden. And um, caregiver burden is essentially the stress that um, the caregiver will experience from taking care of their um their spouse or family member who is um who is essentially ill but they said um spouses of veterans with PTSD experience um a lot of the same things that fall under what is called caregiver burden that's not to say that you are a burden and um veterans are a burden i'm just saying that this is something that spouses experience and um and it's the aspect of they have to, they find themselves taking on the role of um being responsible for uh the finances typically they end up having to take on more of a role with raising the children and lo- constantly looking for the triggers and stressors of the veteran and um trying to keep those at bay and trying to just kind of manage life overall with the um, the veterans um, triggers in mind. And I can personally say, I absolutely attest to that. In our, um, in our marriage, when, when my husband and honestly started after he came home from his first deployment after we married, I started to realize that there were certain triggers that would, um, would upset him and certain things that would just set him off. And so, and I found myself looking for those triggers and then trying to, trying to like squelch them before it would happen. Um, and then after Evan got out, I found myself doing it even more so because it seemed like um, the triggers got greater, like the kids being too loud. It would just, it, I could tell it would just cause angst and, um, and anger. And so I would, you know, be trying to make sure the kids wouldn't get too loud. And, and I would be honestly, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I essentially felt like I was constantly walking on eggshells, just trying to make sure that triggers were abated and that, you know, he could live peaceably. And, um, but the problem was that in my effort to try to help my husband live peaceably, I personally was not living peaceably because I was walking on constant eggshells. I was constantly stressed. I was constantly anxious. And then essentially I found myself depressed. And what are all of those symptoms? Walking on eggshells, finding myself being triggered, stress, anxiety, depression. That sounds a whole lot like PTSD, doesn't it? Hence the secondary PTSD. So when we spouses are in this constant high um, high angst, high energy mode in an effort to try to keep things low and calm for our veteran spouses that causes our own, you know, mental health 
to decline. And I will tell you, I have found myself, I had found myself multiple times at night, just sitting in bed, crying and going, who's going to help me? Who's going to help me? I'm doing everything I can to try to make sure, you know, life is good and, and life is okay, but I'm not okay. And, you know, it's really raw to have to share that. But the thing is, is we do it silently. And what I mean by doing it silently, we oftentimes will suffer silently because we don't want you as our veteran spouses to feel even more burdened because we don't want you to then blame yourself for what we're feeling. Because the thing is, is we love you and we want you and we want you alive and well and we don't want you to know that we're struggling because if you know that then we fear that you might take that on as even even more of a reason to not be here because then then you would think well if i'm causing that much stress on my wife or my husband or if i'm causing that much on them th- then why am i here let me tell you that the reason we fight for you the reason we allow ourselves to experience this caregiver burden that they you know they termed in this article is because we love you because we want you with us because we know that deep down inside that person that we fell in love with is there and we're going to fight for that person but we do get weary not weary of you but weary of feeling like there's no support for us and so I just wanted to share some things for spouses that may help, but I also think some, think it's important for the veterans to hear these things too. So one thing that amongst all the many things that we feel the need to do, we as the spouses always feel like um, we have to do damage control. Because we know and understand that our veteran will experience triggers. And sometimes these triggers can cause things to happen in public, in front of other people. And we so desperately want to help our veteran to save face. And to not be seen as this bad person, you know. And um, and we, we end up swooping in to try to um, try to do damage control, essentially. I'm going to um, share a story. So there was a situation that happened a couple years ago, and I'll never forget it. Um, I was in a Facebook group, and 
there was um, this this woman who who came on and it was in a mom's group and she said, long story short, in in the pickup line at at, at the school, you know, uh, something happened and um, and her husband just kind of uh, lost it, <laughs> um, started yelling and all of this stuff and at the others in the line. And she felt the need to do a public apology in, um, in the mom's group. And, um, and then she went on to explain that her husband, um, was a veteran and that stressors like, like that, like, um, being in the pickup line where there is just, and I personally have not experienced, you know, a very stressful school pickup line because I currently homeschool my kiddos. And before that, I was a teacher. So I was always at the school with my kids before the pickup lines. But I have heard that pickup and drop off lines are extremely stressful. So I'm, I'm going to, to trust, (laughs) trust that to be true. And, um, and in this, in this one instant, I guess, I guess he got cut off or something, um, by someone and, you know, and it set him off. And, and she felt the need to do like a public apology and and just explain that, you know, this this kind of stress was a trigger for her husband. And um, and she's like, I'm not trying to excuse his behavior, but um, I just I think it's important to know that, you know, he he does struggle with PTSD and all of this stuff. And she wasn't just you know, throwing all of their dirt out there, but she just she wanted to be able to explain why this situation happened. And my heart went out to her. I literally cried reading her post because I knew exactly what she was doing. I knew exactly why she felt the need to do that because she was doing damage control because she didn't want people to think badly of her husband because she knows that her husband is a good man. But PTSD sucks and it does a horrible, it it just, it changes the person you love. And when the person you love acts out in a certain way and you're just like, no, 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 no. Like, don't just look at this one, this one action that they did as, as a result of their response to the stress in this situation. Um, you know, please don't, don't judge them. And, and my heart just went out to her because I totally understood. Um, I know that my husband will probably share this at some point, but, um, there for a little while after he got out, like, you know, (laughs) I would almost like beg him to not go to any of our kids basketball games because it was like, it was like, he would just lose it. And I'm just like, Oh my word, what are you doing? And, and I knew that some of it was trigger. And honestly, a lot of it was, you know, alcoholism that he had been hiding. And so he was, he was showing up intoxicated. And so it was just not good. But I did want to share, you know, one experience, you know, so there was a time when we had a situation with uh, our public library, actually. (laughs) And to be fair, he was fully justified in being upset, fully justified in being upset in this situation um, because we were being slapped with a whole bunch of fees that we should not have been. And, and it was just, it, 
the it it came down to the error was on their end and they refused to accept it and um and basically told us that we owed like eighty dollars in fees. It was it was a it was a huge mess. And in that situation we had we had already dealt with just like um dealing with like, you know, trying to get our kids to get get all of their library books and what they wanted and then all of a sudden we're being told you can't check out and now we have a whole bunch of kids crying and it was, it was already turning into kind of an eruptive mess. And then when we were being told that we owed like $80 in fees that actually were not our fault and um, was actually on the library, um, he lost it. And I just wanted to get out of there just as quick as possible. I was like, please, can we just leave and um, kind of pretend that this didn't happen? And honestly, you know, once we left and we came home, I wanted to do damage control. I wanted to go back to the library and I wanted to handle that situation and apologize and all of that. And I had to stop myself because, you know, we were, we were finally starting to be on the, on the way to, you know, getting better. And we were, we were doing better. And I had to stop myself from constantly trying to do damage control. And I talked to Evan and I told him, I said, you've, you've got to fix this. You have to take care of this yourself. And I acknowledged, I acknowledged to him that I did believe he was justified in being upset. He was um, justified in his anger, but the way it was handled was not good. And, um, and, and he, he agreed and, you know, and he acknowledged that too. And, um, and so I put the ball back in his court and he actually went back to the library and he, you know, apologized for losing it on everyone, you know, on them. And, um, but I share that story to tell the spouses that it's not stop, stop carrying the burden of doing damage control because your veteran spouse is an adult and they can take care of damage control themselves. Again, they may be justified in being upset. That one woman whose, whose husband lost it in the pickup line, he was justified for being upset about being cut off in the pickup line. He was justified. And, and that's, you know, when talking to your veteran spouse, you need to acknowledge, you need to acknowledge, the, you know, how they're justified in, you know, being upset for whatever and acknowledge that, um, you know, the truth, but then let them take care of taking care of the damage control. And you as the veteran, please do the damage control yourself and don't expect your spouse to to always do damage control and and I say that lovingly and I ask you just 
take responsibility for your actions and what you may be doing um, that, that could be affecting your family, affecting your spouse, affecting you. Because everybody has a reputation and your spouse knows you and loves you and they want to help you maintain this good reputation, but they can't always carry the burden of, you know, damage control. And, um, and like I said, I, I say that lovingly and you as the spouse, stop, stop carrying the burden of the damage control. You don't have to be the one to take care of that. And, you know, same thing. And that honestly, that just, that goes in regular marriage, period. If you screw up and you lose it in a situation, take responsibility for that and go apologize if it's to your kids or um, to a friend. If you under stress, lose it. Whether or not you're justified in your anger or frustration or whatever you're feeling, if there's a possibility of relationship damage, you've got to go back and, and, and fix it. And you've got to go back and apologize and try to mend, mend those relationships because that's, that's the best way to move forward in those relationships. Even, even with people that you have no desire to have like a relationship, uh, you know, like, like with the low library situation, it's not like, you know, my husband desired to maintain, you know, a relationship there, but our family does regularly use the library and we did want to be able to go back into the library and save face. And we have, and because he did, because he went back and he took care of his own damage control, we have been able to with, um, you know, with ease, we've been able to go back and, um, and save face essentially, you know, if that makes sense. Another thing, um, that veteran spouses, um, struggle with is, um, taking on their veterans triggers as their own. And, and I don't mean that you're that, like the veterans triggers become theirs, but we essentially, we start being more mindful of our veterans triggers than our own. And because we're so mindful of our veterans triggers, we have a hard time recognizing our own. And then we find ourselves becoming eruptive and volatile. And um, because we are constantly looking for our veterans triggers and, and, and trying to, you know, cause and, and subside all of those that we're not even aware of our own. Um, it was really interesting in this article that I recently read, they said that, um, the spouses of veterans with PTSD were found to be, um, to experience, um, more like volatile behavior, um, than, than obviously those, those who were not married to, um, veterans with PTSD and they explained it. So basically they're saying, um, 
you know, spouses of veterans with PTSD um, experience more like eruptive behavior within themselves than um, than those who are not married to veterans with PTSD. I hope I'm making sense. And, um, and they explained it because of everything that the spouse of a veteran with PTSD is carrying, um, they're, and, and they said a lot of the reasons are, is they are constantly mindful of their veterans triggers. They are, um, constantly taking on, um, a lot more responsibility and, um, they are experiencing a lot more stress. They, um, experience, uh, feelings of, um, Oh, what was the word that they used? It was really interesting. Um, now I can't find it, but there was a specific word that they used where, um, they said they experienced these feelings of, Oh, hold on. I found the article. Um, feelings of demoralization and discouragement, um, just, you know, within themselves. And, um, and so as a result, like they themselves become angry and, um, and just, have outbursts themselves. And so you've got your veteran with PTSD who is experiencing anger and all of these things because of their PTSD. And then you have the spouse who's experiencing anger and all of these things um, because of carrying the burden and their own secondary PTSD and all of that. And then, you know, it just creates this, um, this more eruptive uh, family atmosphere. And, um, and that's not good. <laughs> and, um, so I am addressing this to tell spouses of veterans um, to say, stop carrying your spouse's triggers as your own. Now, that's not to say um, don't help them, you know, and it's not to say like, you know, don't, don't try to help them with their triggers what I'm trying to say is don't ignore your own. Don't ignore your own triggers during your path to try to help your veterans, veteran dealing with their own triggers. Because when you ignore your own, then you are not becoming mentally healthy and you are not recognizing what causes you to become angry and what causes you to become short-tempered and um, you to become anxious and um, depressed and all of those. And so you need to be aware of your own triggers because the thing is, is you can only help your veteran spouse as um, you can only help them as much as you are healthy. And if you are personally not healthy, then then you're not going to be able to help your veteran spouse. Something, I know I mentioned this kind of earlier in the episode, but I talk about it all, a lot of this all boils down to just how much we love our veterans and how much we as a spouses love you as our veteran husbands, wives, you know, whatever your, your marriage situation is, if your, if your veteran is your wife or your veteran is your husband, we love you so much and we don't want you to suffer. And sometimes we say to ourselves, we would rather suffer for you so that you don't have to suffer. But the thing is, spouses, we cannot 
take on their suffering. We can help with certain areas, but we cannot try to take on all of their burden and all of their suffering because when you try to do that, you're just going to pull both of you down because you will have the weight of your own struggles and then you're trying to carry all of your veteran struggles and and that's not even possible. And then you are just going to, to be weighed down even more. You can't take on his, his burden. You can't take on his struggles, but what you can do is try to help him find other veterans who know and understand what he's going through, who are healthier. And, and that's the key. Try to get your um, veteran spouse connected with other veterans who, who are in a healthier place than they are because then they can start to lift each other up and truly help each other. And, um, you know, there's the whole analogy of if someone has fallen into a pit, the only way to get them out is for someone else who had been in the pit before, who's gotten out, is for them to help them out. You know, because someone who has not been in that pit, they're not going to know the best way to get out. They will try to give all of these ideas and they will, you know, they'll be like, oh, make some steps with a shovel or uh, I don't know, like, you know, just like really they and, and their ideas may be good. But the person who's going to be able to help them the best is the one who had been in the pit before and had gotten out. You're going to want to help your veteran spouse connect with those people. And they may not be willing right away to connect because, you know, talking is hard. And, um, and that was one of the, that was another, you know, big thing that we really struggled with was, when Evan was in the deep depths of his PTSD and he still struggles with it is just communication and being able to communicate his feelings and, um, his struggles and just, just communicating with me, period. That was one, that was one thing that I really, really battled with was because when we first got married, there, there was not a struggle with communication. Our our whole relationship was built and founded on communication. So, when my husband came home from Afghanistan and suddenly he just like wasn't talking and I was like, what is going on? That was hard. And I know that, um, that's one of the, um, biggest things that veterans, especially those with PTSD struggle with is, um, not wanting to talk, not wanting to discuss, um, these things, but you will find that they're more likely to discuss, what they're feeling and what they're battling with. They're more likely to discuss those things with other veterans, others who have been there, others who have been in the fight somehow. So 
get them connected with other veterans. Don't feel like you have to be your veteran spouse's savior. You don't. And I want to say that to free you of that. You do not have to be his savior. You do not have to be her savior. But I will tell you, veterans, we struggle with feeling like, oftentimes we feel like we need to be because we love you so much and we are so afraid of losing you that we feel like we have to be your savior and we want to save you. We want to save you from yourself. We want to save you so that we can live a long, happy life together. Now I'm starting to get emotional. Sorry. Losing Evan, you know, when he was deployed in the combat zones and all that stuff, the thought of losing him, you know, was just unbearable. But I had never been more fearful of losing my husband than losing him to PTSD. And I have been there and wrestled with him and that fear is so great um thankfully thankfully now that he is in a much better place um that fear is is not so great and um and I know that he is doing better but I can tell you that that is one of the biggest driving things for us spouses is the fear of losing you because we don't want to lose you. So if your spouse is trying to get you connected with other veterans and she is trying to get you help or he is trying to get you help, they love you. They want to see you healthy. And they don't want to lose you. Sorry for getting emotional there. But I know this is um, getting kind of long. I just um, wanted to share all of those things. I, you know, normally like to try to do a recap, but I feel like I kind of was all over the place. So I apologize for that. But just to kind of try to recap for the spouses you do not have to do damage control. Do not take on the damage control. Encourage your veteran in um, doing that themselves. And you yourselves take responsibility for your own damage control as well. Do not take on your veteran's triggers as your own. You need to become aware of your own as well. And um, hang on to hope. I know I didn't mention this, but there is hope for both of you. There's hope for the veteran and there's hope for the spouse. Hang on to hope and don't allow yourself to live in fear. And spouses, it's okay for you to get help as well. Go get help. Seek counseling. Seek therapy. Because... The more healthy you are mentally, 
the more you will be equipped to help your veteran. So with that, I'm going to close that out. Thank you so much for listening. And um, next week, hopefully we will not be dealing with any kind of stomach bug. And, um, and then Evan and I will be doing this together. So that said, love you guys. We'll see you next time. Hey, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to hear more content like this, don't forget to subscribe. And please leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. Love you guys.